Welcome home, everybody. This is the Residency Podcast. We are back. Here we go. We are pumped. New episode, new week. And uh, today, you got me, Jeff Tomastic. You got Drew Belcher. You got Lil Raven here. Big episode. Big episode. We got a guest, though. We got some new flavor today. We got an incredible guest, world-renowned celebrity chef, all-around amazing guy. Uh, You've probably seen him a ton of time on Food Networks, on, on Chopped, a lot of other TV shows, too partner and chef at some of the most popular restaurants in the country, Bandle, Beauty in Essex, in New York and LA, and here at Cosmo in Las Vegas. We got our boy Chris Santos here, yes, man. Sir. I really welcome, appreciate welcome. you. How are you? Your um, dish has been chopped. Yeah. You, yeah, your, yeah. Your hair is all intimidating. No. <laughs> <laughs> Bring me into a room with three full heads of hair, and already I feel like I'm under attack. We should have worn hats. We didn't, we didn't do the hat thing. I feel like I'm under attack over here. Well, I mean, none of us can cook for shit, so okay. you're good. Yeah, 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 you got yeah, us that way. Okay. You went on that, too. That. We're glad Lo didn't actually bring down the ponytail, too. His hair is like oh, yeah. a mile yeah. long. Luxurious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's got flowing. I had long hair. I'm a big metalhead from from the time I was about 12 years old. So I have pictures of myself from like high school and even early like culinary school days. I had my hair was like down That's my rad. waist and I'll pull them out sometimes oh, yeah? and my kitchen will trip out. Like, they're <laughs> like, no way. Cause I've been bald since I'm like 28. Yeah. I'm 50. So, um, so when, when I pull that out, people just like, they lose That's their awesome. mind. We got to see some of these photos. Yeah. 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 We gotta, we gotta, we'll take a look later. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I sure. can pull them up. <laughs> okay. Okay. I love that too. Well, we want to give everybody a background really quick on where you got to today too, but just the very beginning, too, how did you get into food, right? You obviously made this decision kind of early in your life. Yeah. I mean, how much time do you got? Yeah, just, um, just uh, like, like the, the really on, on like how it really started, right? That yeah. first real move. Well, I mean, so, you know, okay, I've told this story before, but it's a fun story to tell. So, um, you know, when I was about so I was living uh, in a tiny town in Rhode Island, I grew up from a tiny little town in uh, Bristol, Bristol, Rhode Island, outside of Providence. Um, you know, small little, what you would think of a New England colonial town, not much going on. And uh, my high school then, because of that sort of small townness, it started in eighth grade instead of, like, I think it traditionally it's more like ninth grade. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was, you know, young. And so as soon as I went, went to um, high school, I discovered metal. And I discovered that all the kids that were, like, the long-haired kids that were in bands and had a car were getting all the girls. So I yeah. came home one day and was like, Mom, I want a car and I want a drum set. It's always the simplest reason, right? Yeah. You know? <laughs> I was like, Mom, I want a car and I want a drum set because I want, you know, I want the girls. And she's like, well, then I guess you better get a job. Um, so, uh, so I worked. I got a job as a dishwasher. Um, saved money for two years. Mom was cool. She matched what I saved. We, we got the car and the drum set. Won't talk about the girls, but um, uh, but I started success. Working, it yeah. worked, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to life. But um, but I started working in a restaurant uh, when I was about the end of maybe my 13th year and I never worked a job of any kind like I'd shoveled snow in the winter and mowed lawns in the summer but I never had a job job yeah the classic and, cash yeah, cash yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and so the first I think and I think I was getting paid two dollars and 75 cents to wash dishes Holy at the time um but uh the first night that I ever worked the, the chef quit and um this is not a story about me saving the day this is actually the opposite I made it worse um <laughs> the chef quit in the middle of his, his shift like I'm washing dishes listening to like Guns N' Roses in the corner and all of a sudden um you know I don't even know how to wash a dish I mean this is how like basic it is um and all of a sudden there's a lot of yelling and screaming and the chef storms away and then he comes back in two minutes later and takes like some tools and stuff this is mine and so the owner um started cooking but I don't think she was a chef um or a cook, for that matter. So she was flipping out, right? It was a Saturday night. Yeah. Ooh. Um, so she sent me downstairs to grab uh, a thing of tomato sauce that was in the freezer. Um, and now I grew up in the 70s and 80s, so I'm dating myself, I know, with you guys. But, um, you know, it was a refrigerator here, and the 
freezer was up top, right? This yeah. was not the case. She had like a chest freezer downstairs. Oh, yeah. And it was so filled with stuff that it was like bungee corded shut. So I walked right by it. Didn't even realize it was a freezer. I had no idea. Came up empty handed. <laughs> immediately got admonished. Go right back downstairs, find it. So also the first time I ever experienced a bungee cord. So when I undid it, it was oh, so tight. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hit me in the ear. Stung, stung like crazy. Um, I found the tomato sauce. I came upstairs. She said, throw it in the microwave for eight minutes or whatever she said. And I went back to, to the corner cowering, um, scrubbing pots and pans. And um, eight minutes later, the microwave goes off and she told me to grab it and bring it to her. So oh. I opened the door. I grabbed it like this. Never mind. And it was like lava. So I dropped it immediately. Oh. It hit the floor perfectly. And all the sauce came up and splattered all over me. And I had to go to urgent care. <laughs> Hot sauce, um, yeah. Yeah, um, oh, to fuck. get for burns. And, um, and, oh, my God. Uh, and completely, completely, I mean, made her night even bad to worse. Um, and then you'd think I would have been like, fuck restaurants. Excuse me. 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, but, you can uh, say fuck. You can yeah. say fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but it was opposite. I love the adrenaline rush and this and that and the other thing. And so... I went back to work, I guess, the following weekend, and um, she had a new chef, and he was like this young, good-looking Irish guy. He was like a rock and roll chef, quote-unquote. I hate that term, but he was that guy before that was that guy. We're talking 1984, 1985. Um, You know, he was this young guy, super charming, changed the menu. People were coming into the kitchen and telling him how great the food was. He took me under his wing, immediately took me away from washing dishes, and just stupid shit, like peeling carrots and tomatoes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not potatoes. Um... Uh, and you know, taught me how to kill lobsters and stuff them, which I was a fourteen-year-old metalhead. I thought was super cool. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, uh, and uh, you know, and he was like, you know, dating the cutest server and yeah. um, leaving me a six-pack all around with all the yeah. baddies. Yeah. Leaving me, you know, what leaving a stud. leaving yeah. me a six-pack of beer behind the garbage uh, for when I closed out at the end of the night. I was and I was like, this is who I want to be. This is yeah. it. It's done. Yeah, it's that's it. I made it, everybody. Yeah. There it is. And so, as a matter of fact, so my, my first cookbook came out, I guess, two years ago now, and um, there's an acknowledgments page in the back, and, and I acknowledge him because I lost touch with him after about the age of seventeen. And he was from Ireland. I think he went back to Ireland. I, but now in the age of the internet, like I've Googled him. I've tried to find this yeah. guy because I don't think he has any idea that he, it was because of him that I am where I am today. That that's, I really, truly admired him. And also the fact that he took me under his wing for a couple of years and really taught me. He was my first teacher, you know? Yeah. yeah. And so uh, so I wrote in my book, it says, you know, to, to his name is Enda Mullen. I said, to, to wherever you may roam, I hope that you see this and know, you know that this book is in part dedicated to you because without, you know, you taking an interest in me when I was yeah. a 14-year-old kid, you know, um, so it started there. Total other direction could have happened. You yeah, know? yeah. I mean, I still play drums. I still play drums. Um, uh, uh, it's funny because I'm actually starting a band uh, at 50 years old with a, a really famous guitar player. I'm not going to blow up the spy. I'll tell you guys when we go after the podcast. But um, it's pretty cool that I have the ability now. I've made some friends. Yeah, never too late. I have a record label too. So I've made a lot of friends in like the rock and heavy metal world. And so now I'm, they all want to jam with me, which is That's awesome. fun, except like compared to... I mean, I kind of suck on the drums. Let's be real, uh, compared to them. But but it's but it's good motivation. It's good they motivation. also probably suck at cooking. Look, yeah, yeah, you yeah, can't yeah, be yeah, good yeah, at everything, yeah, all right. Just yeah, off the exactly. break, all right. Exactly. But um, but yeah. So I went to just to, just to really briefly. I mean, move the time, for, uh, the chronology forward. So I went and went through high school. Um, you know, playing drums and 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 working at these restaurants, and then went to culinary school. So again, so I graduated. I was not quite eighteen when I graduated. And wanted to be in a band, and again, mom stepped in and said, "Go to culinary school. It's two years, and yeah. then go go be go be a rock star. And yeah. if it doesn't work out, at least you have a culinary degree, right?" Yeah. So I went to school, and I did really well in, in at culinary school. I graduated with honors, and they actually asked me to come back for, for two years on a scholarship to be a teaching assistant. That's awesome. And so I did do that, um, and then moved to New York City in '93. Um, 
22 years old. God, I'm dating myself. So right back when like Times Square was gritty and dingy. <laughs> um, and uh, I had like $500 in my pocket and um, uh, I didn't really know. But I knew I, w you know, my original plan was I was going to do three years in New York, three years in, in um, New Orleans and three years in San Francisco. That was my master plan coming out of culinary school. Right. Yeah. And then I'll be 30 and I'll f have it all figured out. Well, I never left New York until very recently. Um, and so uh, very quickly got thrown in over my head, was an executive chef of a restaurant when I was 24, which I really had no business being an executive chef. That's young. A really, yeah. really sort of iconic restaurant called Time Cafe that's not there anymore, but um, it was busy. You know, we do 700, 800 people a night and for brunch. Jeez. And so I learned on the job and then uh, I did accumulate money because for a few years, not a lot of money, but um, for a few years all I did was work around the clock. Yeah. And so when I was about 26, 27, um, I just said, you know, I'm taking a break. And I went and to that point, it was still just a job. I mean, I was good at it, successful at it, and I was having fun with it. But it didn't hadn't really sunk in yet. Like, this is just what I'm going to do. Yeah. You know, um, but then I went. So I, I took six months off and I went and I backpacked through Europe. I went to 14 countries, 40 cities, and I didn't really work. Jeez. I just ate. But the culture in the in the 90s of food in Europe I think America's caught up in a big way in the last 20, 25 years, but it was different then. There was a much different divide in the, just the, the passion for food. Like, like the way I would describe it is like in New York City at the time or in any city in America at the time, you've got your really great restaurants, but then all the smaller kind of mom and pop restaurants, were, eh, they're not that good. Yeah, sure. Whereas in Spain and Italy and Barcelona, it didn't matter if you were in, in one of the best, most renowned restaurants in the city right. or just some hole completely out of the way hole in the wall. The reverence for the food was just unbelievable. That's awesome. And so I really came back energized um, from that experience. And so then I had a new goal in mind, which was I had to have my first restaurant open before I was 30. Anyone listening out there that might be a, um, an aspiring chef, do not try to open your first restaurant before <laughs> you're 30. Did, did you ever think anywhere else besides New York to do this? I mean, because New York no. was probably uh, the most competitive landscape no. that there was. You came no. back and said, all right, New York. Psh, yeah. Yeah, not only 30, but I'm taking on the New York City. Let's do this. Yeah, a matter of fact, at that time, um, and up until very recently, which we all, I'm sure we'll get to, I never thought I'd leave New York. I just moved to L.A. Uh, just literally within the last month, um, which we'll get to later. Uh, it's, of course, it's about a girl. But um, <laughs> <Ooh>. um, <laughs> Nothing's changed. Yeah. Nothing's, yeah. Nothing's, Nothing's changed. 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 It's yeah. the same story. Exactly. Um, but... Uh, um, I wanted to open a restaurant before I was 30, so I did. I was 28, 28-ish. I opened up a really small restaurant, 27 seats, maybe. Two, 27 <laughs> seats, 27 huh? seats. Wow. Three, three bar stools and 27 seats. Wow. Um, in the kitchen was myself, a sous chef, and uh, a dishwasher that didn't speak English. And to this day, that sous chef still works for me. Wow. Um, Amazing. I love he's, that. He's now my uh, culinary, executive culinary assistant. He basically does all my test cooking and research and development for right. me. A guy named Tim Peterson. And then the dishwasher that didn't speak English um, is now, uh, <laughs> became the executive chef at my restaurant, Stanton Social in New York. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, and wow, right wow. now is executive sous chef at Vandal and is probably going to move over to Beauty and Essex soon. So sick. That's amazing. He's really yeah. paid paid the mentor thing forward. For yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, for sure. Dope. For yeah. sure. Um, but being ingrained that when you're young too, it sticks yeah. with you, man. This, yeah. I'm kind of the same way, man. It's, I got kind of mentored down the way and I love that portion. But you keep somebody so close to you that yeah. you become, though they become what you are. Once it happens to you, you, have, you, you almost can't not yeah, I mean, listen, right? I've been very fortunate. I got a lot of a lot of my team has been with me for a decade or more, um, and awesome. and I've got at least a handful that have been with me for twenty years or more. But that's also not just because you know I'm so great to work for. 
Uh, I mean, I, I, I like to think that I, that I give them, a, a, you know, continue their learning and this and that and the other thing. But also, the culinary business is, you know, as you know, as you all know, um, the, the, the restaurant business, the hospitality business is rife with turnover. And especially yes. when it comes to the food, I always found that I, you know, it was, uh, I was always, I've always been willing to take really extra special care of the really, really good ones. Uh, not that I don't take great care of everyone, but the ones that come in that really have talent, that really have, are unpolished, that I can really, you know, really make and, and turn into something special. You know, it's it's much more worth it for me to pay sort of. Um, what would I say, like over market rates to keep these people. Mm -hmm. um, because what happens is that they learn over the course of time how much salt is the right amount of salt or mm -hmm. how much olive oil is in the pan is the right amount. And if you have to keep teaching people this, right. people over and over and over, well, then your food is not going to be consistent. And I think one of the hallmarks of my success, personally as a chef in all the restaurants I've, I've owned and or chefed at is Consistency has been my hallmark. Um, you know, it, you, it does, if you, you go to Los Angeles and you have a dish that's on the same, uh, if you go to Los Angeles Beauty in Essex, have a dish that's on the menu in Vegas and in New York, it should taste exactly the same. Absolutely. And, and, yeah. and, and yeah. I believe we do a good job at that. But anyway, going back to the story. So I'm 28 and I opened up a restaurant. 20, I mean, it was really like double. The kitchen was smaller than this room for sure. And the <laughs> restaurant was maybe two of these rooms, maybe a little bit more. No, actually, about two of these rooms. As I can see, there's another room right next to me with glass, so I should have noticed that earlier. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, so, you know, we did really great. We're, we were busy out of the gate. I got my first New York Times review by Sam Sifton. It was amazing. Um, uh, but I didn't know what I was doing, so I was hemorrhaging money. I couldn't pay myself some weeks. Some weeks I had to ask these guys that, you know, to pay them only, a, you know, half of their, you know, I get you the other half on Tuesday. Sure. And, uh and it was in a, it was on is in Little Italy in New York City, and it was in an old tenement building that was walk up. And um, when I built it, I didn't have any money. I don't come for money, um, you know. I, I didn't have anybody to, to ask for money, so I, I built the place on a shoestring. So the exhaust system was really like the most basic model possible, and it was malfunctioning. And so people's apartments were filling up with like gnarly oh. smells, like the old <laughs> grease and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And um, and also it's the hottest kitchen to this day. I mean, we're going back to 1998, 99, 2000. Um, still, the, without question, the hottest kitchen, like, ever. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, I, I, it, like, it's funny. I don't know if you don't know what sous vide cooking is. but you know, sous -vide Yeah, in the water, right? right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't do this now. Um, but 20 years ago, <laughs> the kitchen was so hot that an hour before service, I would, you know, if we had, you know, again, we were a small restaurant. So I'm talking about very small amounts of food that I needed. Yeah. You know, if I had 50 reservations, you know, an hour before service, I would take out eight pieces of salmon and put it on a sheet tray, put it on a shelf, and it would sous vide itself in the kitchen. No. The kitchen was so hot. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I would just sear it and pan <laughs> yeah. it. And you're in the game. I mean, this is really what I was yeah. doing. The, 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 the secrets of what's really going <laughs> down behind the wall. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy, totally crazy. But anyway, so um, so I was getting a lot of complaints, um, and we had a club downstairs that was not, it was, we worked together as a group, but we weren't partners. And the tenant, and so we also had a lot, of, a lot of loud people outside smoking and stuff. So the neighbors were just not pleased. We had a neighbor, in fact, I'm, I'm not making this up. We had a neighbor, in fact, who would huck um, unopened cans of like Campbell's tomato soup at the <laughs> line of people waiting to get in the club at like two o'clock in the morning. No, yeah, it's really, really fucked up. That's so dark. But anyway, so as to the experience, you know what I mean? You know? <laughs> yeah. Duck, you want to eat here? You got to earn it. <laughs> so, um, so the exhaust system is not working. My neighbors are pissed. I don't, I can't do anything about it because I don't have it two nickels to rub together. Um, and one day I go into work and turn, flip the exhaust system on and it's just not working. It's not, I'm like, so I'm like, well, what's, what's up with that? So I walk up the eight flight walk up in the middle of the summer and, um, 
and someone had disconnected the entire stack, oh. and there was an and it was lying in a pile in an alley. So there was no exhaust system. Without an exhaust system, you can't open. Yeah. So I closed for the month of August, and uh, it was going to cost me ten thousand dollars to. This is before the internet. This is before I don't even. I think it was before cell phones. So I uh, I raised ten thousand dollars, like five hundred dollars from this friend, you know. Right. It was like a, the original GoFundMe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then, um, you know, got it up and running. And then uh, on a Friday, went in with my sous chef and and uh, who's now my culinary assistant. We decided what we're, you know we we're going to rebuild the entire menu. Timeout Magazine was like the big thing back then. Yeah. I called in a favor. They ran an ad. Wyanoke is coming back. Whatever. Um, and then uh, we get in, went in on a Monday. We spent like. 16 hours there we made the entire menu from scratch and then we went to go open on tuesday and that tuesday was 9 11. no so um we never reopened wow uh, is, the sh- is the short story but um that was like devastating obviously and i was you know 30 i was 30 i was actually 30 at that point didn't have any money wow. um uh you know um owed a lot of people a lot of money yeah the um, ten thousand plus yeah you know back in a day where um, but not just that, but like vendors and stuff. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. And I was in Little Italy, and without getting too specific, it was back in a time where you know if you owed somebody money, you didn't pay up, you were yeah, getting yeah. a visit at your house saying you got a month to pay me, or yeah, you know, and that really happened to me. <laughs> it's a really weird um, story to tell. But uh, so I was like, you know, it's whatever it takes to get the restaurant open. You know what I'm uh, saying? But but at that point, I was so devastated. I went. I actually had a really amazing experience from that, and that I went to go. I went and cooked at Ground Zero for two days. Um, oh wow, That's which awesome. was a really an amazing life-changing incredibly sad experience um but i but when that was over whatever um i was like i'm coming i call my mother and i was like fuck this i'm coming i'm going back to rhode island you know like yeah. I, I can and my mother was third time stepped up and said no way she's like you want to come home for a week and hang out with me that's cool she's like but you know that's not the son i raised she's like new york needs you more than ever she's like dust, up, that, dust it Love off that. and get going yeah and sure enough about a week later somebody called me they had loved my food um they were sad that my restaurant closed they offered me a job as a chef uh, in a Spanish restaurant, I was there for a few years. Uh, meanwhile, I started scouting again. I got my courage up again to open a restaurant. Yeah. And uh, I had all this time uh, been friends with Rich Wolf, who was one of the, the co-founders of the Tao Group. Yep. And uh, we've been really very close for going on 30 years now. And um, right? Yeah, well, 26. And so uh, we would have dinner every now and then, and we'd always kind of joke and say, "Why, you know, why haven't we done a restaurant together?" You know. Yeah. And he was opening, you know, he 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 um, founded Tower Group, and he opened Tower, and he opened Tower, came out here and opened Tower Vegas and Tower Beach, and yeah. Tower Nightclub, and then um, we decided to open up a restaurant called Stanton Social together that was separate of Tower Group, um, and it. we opened that on the Lower East Side, which was still pretty gritty in 2005. Um, it just closed last year because our uh, our lease our lease uh, ended or our lease. Um, yeah, at least expired, and you know the the, the the neighborhood partially because of us has changed so much now that the the asking price just didn't make sense. Yeah, so we're look, sure. looking for a look, new location for that. Um, and then you know one thing led to another. Rich and I then took the success of Stanton Social and we created Beauty in Essex together. Um, and then um, we decided to do a Beauty in Essex here in Las Vegas. So that first one was like a partnership, like Tao Group and Chef Chris Santos present. But that uh, first one in New York too went crazy. Oh right? yeah, that was crazy. Was like, yeah. And what yeah. year was that? The first one in New York? Yeah. Well, you know, so here's kind of tying back to the other story in a way. Spirit, you know, spiritually. Um, in 2005, I opened Stanton Social. Um, I had to invest money to open it. I didn't have that money. I had to borrow that money. So yeah. this is an endless cycle of not having any money. Yeah. <laughs> and then, I am determined to make this work. Yeah. Hey, and then in 2010, I finally accumulated some money. And then I, with one check, signed it all over to the construction of Beauty and Essex. Nice. And I remember walking into Beauty and Essex, which was a block away from Stanton Social, 
excuse me, and it had been an old furniture store, and it was like wow. full of full. I mean, full, 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 full of furniture that you <laughs> know, that, that you you could barely get through the walk through the aisles. Well, once that was all cleared out, it was gutted. I got a real sense of how big the place was, and I immediately panicked. I was like, first of all, how am I going to fill this place up? <laughs> right. Yeah. Second of all, if I do fill this place up, what am I doing to my other restaurant, which is right around the corner? Yeah, cannibalize. Well, yeah. luckily, none of that happened. We were an instant hit from day one. We were slammed from day one. Stanton Social got busier as a result for some reason. Yep. Awesome. Um, and then that finally got me on my way. Um, and then, so then we came out here. Uh, I kind of partnered with Tao Group um, to open Beauty in Essex. I uh, couldn't have done it without them, quite frankly. And yeah. so then like, we started having the conversations about, well, why don't we, you know, we did another kind of partner, like sort of not official, but in partnership, kind of did Vandal together. Yep. And then finally we decided, why don't we take these brands and just fold them? And so I became a partner in the Tao Group. Yeah. And then we opened Beauty in Essex in Los Angeles and Hollywood along with the Tao there. Um, and a highlight room, which is kind of an yep. outdoor thing. Um, and so now I'm a partner in all the venues, although my my particular um, focus is to, is on the Beauty and Essex brands and also kind of research and development on some new brands. And of course, sure. And then there's another chef partner in the company, Ralph Scarmadello, who does an amazing job with the Tao and Lava brands and, and, and that kind of thing. So, so awesome. did you, would, was Vegas, when that came up on the radar too, were you excited about it? Was that like the first, like, all right, cool, we're going to, the second Beauty and Essex is going to be Vegas. Like, this is where it needs to be. Well, you know, when I knew, one thing about Beauty and Essex, if anyone you know out there is listening has been there, it's such a beautiful, like pristine, like very feminine-looking restaurant. And the, the Cosmo where we're at, like with the chandelier bar and everything, is like a perfect fit. Like yeah, it almost dope. seems as if the Beauty and Essex was designed with the Cosmo in mind. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, we are, it's re- been a really great partnership there. Um, we we do very well there. You know, we're busy all the time, um, and uh, and people seem to love it. Um, and yeah, Who came up with great. the pawn shop part? Uh, that was, well, I, well, I mean, I think... That's just, it's such a crazy, unique yeah, thing. If you guys don't know, by the way, in the front of Beauty in Essex, there's a pawn shop. Yeah. Not like, yeah. oh my God, this looks like a pawn shop. Yeah. Pawn no, shop. it's a pawn you shop. Can buy like a- any, you can buy anything <laughs> that's there. Yeah, I mean, I, look... I mean, I want to say it was my idea, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> perfect sold yeah. right there. Soundbite, yeah. got it. But Sounds my, good enough. But, but, my, but my partner Rich might disagree. Um, and we had a third partner at the time who was no longer with us. He's no longer part of the partnership. But he might have even said he did. But <laughs> yeah. but, but we wanted to do so. Okay, so Stanton Social was named after. So okay, I have a cookbook that just came out. It's called Share. Yeah. My whole thing, my whole culinary career has been about sort of communal dining and lots of small plates. And that I started doing that in the '90s. I'm not the first one. I'm not going to. I'm not the first one that did it. Um, But it always seemed like you know, for the system of ordering an appetizer, an entree, and a dessert, and I am having my own thing, and you're having your own thing, you're having your own thing. And having to only choose that one appetizer and that one entree and that one dessert, it, it, oh, I always made the connection in my head of like, it would be me going to see, again, I'm, a, I'm outing myself here like as a metalhead, but it'd be like me like going to see Metallica, but they are only playing the same eight songs every night. Yeah. You know? or, yeah. or, you know, that's all I can listen to when I want to listen to Metallica is the same. And I have to, have to choose from this. I, I didn't like that. So I basically started doing menus that didn't have entrees. Everything was just small plates and we can scale them larger for the size of the table. Right. Yeah. Um, and so Stanton Social was, that was the spirit of Stanton Social, it was on Stanton Street, and it was a social kind Got of thing. So when we went to open Beauty in Essex, I wanted to do the same thing. Um, I did, I named those, I've named all our restaurants, well, Vandal, Stanton Social, and Beauty in Essex. Anyway, um, I wanted to do the same thing. And, um, and so we had the Essex part, because it's on Essex Street. <laughs> right, right, there you go. <laughs> but it was like, what, what are we going to call this place? You know what I mean? And so we didn't really know. And then we knew, because Essex Street was very, very, very gritty at the time. Um, very like just gritty um not like 
1990s gritty where you go to like score drugs, but it was not too far removed from that. It was a pretty, pretty grungy neighborhood. Right, right. Um, and so it was pretty ballsy to put a really beautiful kind of over-the-top restaurant there. Um, and so we knew we wanted to transport people into the restaurant, and we wanted them to have like an experience in between from the grit to the, to the, to the, to the glam. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, and so we were thinking, what can we do? And we were going to originally do for a long time, we were going with the idea of, a, of like a, a branded convenience store where we would have whatever our name ended up being, we would sell water and cigarettes and yeah. whatever. Like a bodega style. But we, yeah, exactly. We're yeah. going to do a bodega. Um, but we were like, that's not really sexy though. And whatever. And then, um, <laughs> I had been, I jokingly, I, I had some friends, uh, I had some, I have some good friends in the, <laughs> this is a dumb story. I have friends in the adult film, film industry, and we were joking about it. And I said, "Oh, we could do like a porn shop, like one of those sex toy shops, or whatever." <laughs> okay, but not a I, dumb story. That's no, great. Yeah, that, that, so that'll I, get people to walk right back. But, we should. We but should I, said stop that by could, I said that could be campy. You know what I mean? Like, make, you know, keep it clean for for the, you know, it's going to be a restaurant. You know, keep it clean. But we could do a kind of clean riff on that. It could yeah. be fun and campy. And yeah. as a matter of fact, there's a place now in LA. There's a bar called Adults Only that does that very thing, oh, where wow. it looks like you're walking into like a um, the the X-rated VC like video section of, yeah. a, of the old video yeah, store yeah, yeah. and then you walk through that and then you're in the bar it's Dope. pretty cool so I, right. I was thinking something like that yeah. so I said it to my partners but they thought I said pawn P-A-W-N oh. and they're like that's brilliant oh, and I was it. like it is brilliant right and we probably spent <laughs> we probably spent like three days so who's ordering about, first right yeah. like, I thought we were talking about one thing and they yeah. thought we were talking about something that's else that's amazing but once we decided on the pawn shop P-A-W-N you know we decided sends a mood board it's a little bit different than everyone else's <laughs> you know. my deck is way different excuse me uh, um, we then all of a sudden jewelry became a part of the um you know, how do we make it rock and roll? And it, it was, so we have the guitars on the wall, but you know, jewelry became a big part of it. So then jewelry started all of a sudden in, um, informing the design of the restaurant. So if you walk around any beauty in Essex, you'll see so many nods to jewelry. Like all the big giant pieces over the couches are basically blown up pieces of like our grandmother's antiques brooches and, and bracelets and necklaces yeah. and things, yeah. um, which was really cool. And, um, you know, uh, the locket room, you know, is the, the all the lockets that we have in the restaurants are, you know, were, especially at the first one. and, and uh, as much as possible now, although everyone's busier, but they were all like hand found, like really true antique vintage lockets. So we kind of started that tie in and then that informed the name beauty, right? Yeah. Beauty and Essex, right? I'm not sure w what that long answer, what the question was originally, but <laughs> that, that's, that's the <laughs> yeah, answer. Yeah, no, that's um, great. And so, uh, you know, it's done very well. It's, it's proven to be a great concept that people really love. Um, the food is great. I got a great team of chefs in every city, a uh, great team of not just chefs. I got a great team. Um, in every city, so we definitely look and expand into other cities with that with that concept. Um, that's can we short. can we get a little inside info here? Who's who, what city? What cities I mean, look, in the just, running? I like mean, the top three. I mean, look, there's nothing that I can say that that's we don't have a lease signed anywhere, so there's nothing concrete. But we would, you know, we have a town in Chicago now, yeah. so it would make sense yeah. to follow that up. Um, and we all love Chicago, yeah. Um, uh, you know, and then we, there's other cities that we think about that we, you know, we're not sure, like maybe Miami, maybe not Miami, maybe London, maybe not London. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we keep, we, we keep playfully talking about going into Canada, um, Vancouver man, or Toronto, Toronto's Toronto, yeah. Yeah. Toronto or yeah. Miami. Yeah. For yeah. sure. So who knows? For I mean, sure. I, but, but honestly, we don't you got have options. Anything. That's great though. You know? And we, you know, obviously we all, we all had to, had to hit the pause button with this pandemic. Yeah, of course. Um, right. yeah. You know, we, as a company, we have over 50 restaurants and nightclubs, um, Across America and in Singapore yeah. and in Australia, Sydney, Australia, and we had to lay off almost five thousand people, which is heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, many of whom, like I said, we have been with me for yeah. twenty years. 
Um, and so we've hit the pause button on all that. So I think it'll be a minute before we really start ramping. Ooh, get everything, that, get so. everything back to neutral, you know what um, I mean? Yeah. So, you know, now we just started reopening. We reopened here in Vegas on June 3rd um, at 50% capacity at the Cosmopolitan. Um, we're reopening. Speaking of Beauty in Essex specifically, we're opening in L.A. on July 9th and in New York on July 15th. Um, Tau is a little bit accelerated in L.A. and New York. They're opening before Beauty in Essex. Here in Vegas, Tower is opening in a couple of weeks um, behind Unesco. We just opened Lavo here as well at, at the Palazzo. We opened the Day Club um, for socially sort of distant um, experiences. We're doing the Day Club. The pool lounge vibe. That's the new, yeah, Ve the new Vegas, yeah, the new yeah, Vegas quotations, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Bikini pool vibes. Yeah, I mean, look, it's, 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 I'm torn. In, you know, there are a lot of partners in my company and a lot of people that make decisions, and I'm not at all saying I disagree because I don't disagree. But it's but I'm torn, right? Like I want to get my people back to work. I want them to be able to make a living. I want to get back to doing what I do. I want my, everyone that, that in our work family to get back to what they do. Um, but you know, it's also there's. I, by the way, I so I had. I don't know if you guys. I had the coronavirus. I tested positive in late February. Wow. Um, at the I was, beginning. Yeah, and I was that. Yeah, and I didn't even know what it was at first. Yeah. Um, I went to a doctor, got antibiotics for ten days, got worse went, got tested, and it took 10 days to get my result back. So it was from the time I really felt really garbagey till the time I got my results, it had been like three weeks. Shit. Wow. But I did did come back positive. Yeah. Um, I was really, really, really sick for over four weeks. Um, did not go to the hospital, was not on a ventilator, it wasn't that sick, but um, certainly there were three or four days where I was strongly urged by my doctor. I luckily have a doctor that was in the neighborhood and who in, is good, for, this is in New York. Yep. Right, right, right. Um, and he would kind of check on me every day and but the idea of going to a hospital and like just being ugh, I for sure I, I hate him yeah. too yeah so every so when it was especially really, at that time yeah, like, yeah. Like but i mean but I'll tell you, it, was, it was it was without question the sickest i've ever felt like i had the, the worst headache of my life for like two weeks yeah. i um i had all kinds of aches and pains i was so body tired, you know. I mean, I'm a 50 year old man. I have to get up like once, at least once a night, to use the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> and I would just lay there and suffer because I yeah. was just so tired. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and the coughing was unbelievable. Um, so I wouldn't wish it on anybody. So that part of me is like, ooh, are we are we are we right. opening a little bit early? Yeah. Not just. And when I say we, I don't mean Tower Group, Beauty in Essex. I yeah. mean just sure. everywhere. everywhere, everywhere, absolutely. Yeah. You know, um, I want to open. I want to get back to normal as, as quickly as possible. But the the part of me that remembers how bad I felt. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, I'm so happy now. Um, uh, I wasn't here last weekend. Um, I'm so happy that Cosmo now is requiring masks for everybody, yeah. Yeah. unless you're actively eating yeah. or drinking. Um, well, now it's the whole state. Nevada, Nevada everywhere. Nevada, we're it's everywhere. Right now. That makes me feel thousand times better yeah being yeah. yeah um you know i just feel like there's it's just and it's not because of anything other than i just don't think we know enough about yeah. this thing precautionary um, right what's you know, why not at this point you know i'm, I'm not a I'm, i don't get into it from a political viewpoint or i'm not getting into an argument about you know if you don't want to wear a mask i mean that's it's your own business but i just feel like that if there's there's not enough concrete information i mean i, I literally got so i just got tested again yeah um, yeah just to be uh just my my wife hasn't had it, and I'm just getting tested periodically because I'm just making yeah. sure, you know. And right. so I've had three negative tests since my original positive, which is all great news. But like even this last time, I said, you know, to my doctor, I said, I said, I, should I stop coming back? Like I really, I, I'm immune technically, right? No one's gotten it again. Right? Yeah, yeah. And she, I, I mean, maybe she was just sort of doing what she has to do, but she literally kind of put her hands up and was like, 
We don't really I can't know. Tell you yes, that for no. certain. Yeah, yeah for I'm sure. learning with you as we go. You know, so well, I mean, we're, Vegas has been interesting, right? Like, we, it opened back up, and everybody I think was a little bit weary a few weeks ago, and mm-hmm. the comfort level has gotten a bit better. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Nevada just changed that you have to wear masks with everybody mm-hmm. too. But you can see the excitement of people doing it. And sure. I think Tau Group and the casinos, especially, right? Everyone is they're paying all the rules or being as safe as humanly oh. possible. They're doing what they can. I think it's making everyone feel as safe as they possibly could when they go out and they're enjoy they're still enjoying the atmosphere. They're wanting to go out to dinner. Beauty's been super yeah. busy. I mean, I will tell you, we have spent, and when I tell you hundreds, I mean, I'm not even exaggerating a little. We have spent as a company hundreds upon hundreds of hours, um, tr- making sure that we are opening as like to the right way beyond the, the, the suggestions of the CDC and the WHO. Yeah. Like we yeah. are going far and beyond. We're that. ready. We're ready um, for normalcy. We yeah. have, we've been having since like April, a daily call for an hour, a daily call Monday through Friday with our partners every day leading up to our opening, like to make sure that we are, you know, first and foremost, we want to protect our, our, our own family, which is our, which is people we work yeah, with. Right? Yep. Sure. We spend yeah. more time with, with our work family than we do with our real families. And so that the first thing we want to do is create an environment that is safe for them. Absolutely. Um, and then obviously the second part of that is we want to make our guests as safe as possible. And so, sure. um, at, you know, we, we, uh, we've been extremely careful and diligent and, um, you know, it's making it more difficult than ever to actually, you know, make money because we're spending so much additional money in yeah. sanitizer it, and, and it's gloves yeah. and masks yeah, and, precautions for sure. you know, we're getting our, our kitchens electrostatically cleaned and just, you know, doing all this crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, but we just feel like it's either it's we're not going to do it unless we're going to go 100 yeah. percent. Absolutely. As, That's as, the way it should be. Know. Yeah. And aside from the safety stuff, too, it's got to just be, I mean, of course, everybody wants to be as safe as humanly possible, right? You got that down. But it must be an amazing feeling to be like, oh, wow, people, butts in seats again. People are yeah, back enjoying yeah. your, enjoying the food, enjoying the experience. The idea, you know, just the opening Vegas is was uh, that experience of just getting just getting the stoves back on and, get, yeah. you know, just feeling yeah. good, baby. Just, uh, you know, we have a really, my, my kitchens are very... Uh, we're tight. We're a tight unit, and there's a lot of camaraderie, and we hadn't seen each other in months, and so yeah. kind of back, back in and doing what we're doing. Was Everybody really great. cooking and, with fire, baby. And, yeah. Um, yeah. and I make a lot of table visits, and uh, people, you know, people, you know, because I've been on Food Network for over a decade, so some people ask to meet me, whatever, and just the enthusiasm I was getting on this last couple of weeks here in Vegas, like people are just so happy that we're reopening. For sure, so, cool. so happy to have something to do, and for you know, sure, and I understand yeah. that sure. too. I understand that yeah. too. They just want to get back um, out there. Yeah. Speaking of that, by the way, so you're opening restaurants all over New York. Yep. You're expanding the Beauty and Essex brand, the Tauger brand across the country. When? How did the reality TV show start? Like, when? When did you just? This is a whole yeah. other hop, hop on. Yeah, I got a lot of stuff. Multiple going on. seasons of, especially yeah. Chopped, right? Like, how, yeah. how did that happen? How did that's that start? A, really, it's been a while. Yeah. I'm, uh, did you get a call years. one day? Like, hey, you got a yep. face for TV? Like, get on down to the studio. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't. I think I have a face for this. Okay. <laughs> that, that camera. <laughs> um, I always I always make the joke that I was young, thin, and handsome when I started Chopped, and now I'm just handsome. <laughs> but that's um, but, no, not even true. Uh, uh, it was 11 years ago, I guess, or 12, 2008, and I got a call. Um, so I had done like a little bit of TV, but nothing really. It was just more like you know the Today Show and Good yeah. Morning America and to push your brand stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. And I guess somebody saw me and liked. Oh shit, sorry. Uh, somebody saw um, saw me and liked. Whatever, and they, so I got a. I was I was here. So randomly enough, I was here. It was 2008, and I was helping open Bava when it first opened. Gotcha. Um, even though I wasn't part of the tower group, but my connection was Rich Wolf, With the Rich, co-founder. Yeah. Right. And I so I had Stanton Social in New York, and they were getting ready to open Bava, and they asked me to come out and help and support. 
So I was out here for, for just a few weeks. But while I was out here, I got the phone call. Like, um, we've got this new show, Food Network. would like you to come on and do three episodes. So I guess I'm not really sure, we're going back 12 years, if this is exactly the right story or the true story. But I guess my recollection is that everyone, a bunch of chefs got kind of like three episodes. Yeah. yeah. And then the ones that, that did well or that, I guess, test market Became did well. Or whatever. Yeah. So they asked me to do, uh, at first they asked me to do, you know, a season, um, which is 13 episodes. And then... You know, then it was two seasons at a time, then it was three at a time, and now here we are, eleven years later, and we've done over six hundred episodes. I've wow. done almost, I've probably done about two hundred and twenty of them. That's crazy. Um, You've tasted a lot of dishes. A lot. What is your <laughs> favorite dish and your least favorite dish yeah. on Chopped? All right. Well, we're talking about two hundred and twenty. Two hundred. First one that comes to mind. Like you're and like you're all talking right. nine dishes. Per <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're talking over two thousand dishes. Yeah. Um, one of them's had a st- stuck out. Um, or a, yeah, well, or maybe a one chef that maybe impressed you the most, or one that was just my all mom, the dishes just sucked. Me yeah. and my mom won the Mother's Day. Wow, there was a Mother's Day uh, edition, and it was uh, the judges and their moms against each other. That's awesome. And me and my mom won. Mom sounds um, incredible, by the so way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah that was a rock That star. was that was really an incredible experience to do that with her. But um, but I would say um, Gavin Kaysen, um did a. Uh, a uh, this cheek dish I couldn't tell you what it was I just remember thinking he took a fish head that we gave them and he made this the most incredible dish um, I, I don't I don't remember the, the particulars it probably is 10 years ago now but it was just unbelievable um, and then the worst dish um, <laughs> yeah. that's crazy yeah. the worst dish isn't really I'm not gonna it's not the chef's fault um, so I don't like so I'm allergic to shellfish um, and so and so, other things make me a little uncomfortable. Even yeah, I'm not allergic to them. Uh, like sea and sea urchin is one of them. They have, that one has nothing to do with the other, but just for some reason, sea urchin makes me uncomfortable. I also don't like it. Um, I don't like the texture of it. I don't like yeah, it either. Uni is like yeah. I don't like, like it either. It's kind of yeah, like yeah. My, 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 never mind. You could say it. Yeah. You could say it. I'm not a banana fan. It's all right, guys. Not a banana. Not a banana fan. You're not not a banana fan because you don't like uni either. You don't like the texture. No. It's, I'm not a banana fan because when I was a kid, we would keep them um, until they turned like that black color. Oh, yeah. And and we wouldn't throw them away until it was waste. And I was like, anything that turns that color, I just, I don't know. But anyway. It's got ruined. Anyway. Ah. Um, but uh, uni uh, is just, I don't like the texture of it. And okay. so going back to the early days of Chopped, I was a little bit more, I've, I've settled down quite a bit. Um, uh, I haven't gotten married yet. I call her my wife, but. We're getting married in October. Um, looking Congrats. to start a family. Yeah. We just got a puppy, Congrats. the whole thing. But um, I was a little bit different back in the day. I was hell on wheels. Um, I got a pretty pretty, pretty hefty reputation on the Lower East Side in the East Village of New York as being a hellraiser. Rage. Um, Rage. And Rage. Yeah. Um, Candida, Richard Candida <laughs> yeah, could yeah. probably speak to that. Shout but, out to um, Richard. You know, we've had, we had a couple drinks here, a couple yeah, cocktails yeah, in Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> but I used to, um, you know, back in the first couple of seasons of Chopped, I would go out late the night before and roll into work, and it was no big deal. You know, yeah, you know, yeah. Or whatever. But one night I, I was particularly banged up, um, and it was the last night. I have not in probably seven years showed up to Chopped. Have, I don't drink the night before Chopped. I call it school night. I'm, it's a yeah, school night yeah, yeah. Because I 
this was the this was the most hungover I walked into that <laughs> studio, and, and the first round had uni, so I had to eat four plates of it. Oh and no! None of them were particularly well prepared, and the texture is something that makes me gag when I'm perfectly sober yeah. and not hungover. And oh, there's man. 14 cameras around you, yeah. so you just can't. lights burning, sweating. Oh my god! I learned my lesson that day, and I never ever again uh, drank. Wow. I never drank the night before Chopped ever again. It's been at least eight years. So do they have that is. on camera? You like going just, wild? On oh, I, you know, I'm sure that no one noticed it, but if I could go back. And look at that episode. I'm sure I can notice. You know you're struggling. Fucking yeah. hurting. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking hurting. Yeah, the yeah. uni yeah. punishment right after. Yeah, that's not yeah. hangover food. That is for yeah. damn sure. I'll give you that. Uh, um, I mean, I'm sure you've had some pretty crazy experiences over those ten seasons, right? Like, yeah. I mean, it's really, it's, it's really crazy. Uh, you know, um, so I was a bo- I boxed for a long time. I, I started boxing in 1993. Um, I got a little bit of a late start, but I took it really seriously, and um, um, I was like sparring like champion pro fighters, right? Um, and at a place called Gleason's Gym in, in Brooklyn, New York, which is famous. Mike Tyson trained there. Yeah. Muhammad Ali yeah. trained there. And so I was training five days a week. I was like oh, 168 wow. pounds, 175 Fuck. pounds. Um, literally sparring with like, you know, I don't know if you guys remember like Arturo Gotti or. Yeah. 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 I, mean, yeah, I sparred yeah, with yeah. Arturo yeah. Gotti. Yeah. That's like, crazy. You know, whatever. I just started training again. I'm in L.A. with Freddie Roach's training me. Um, awesome. Oh, which wow. Is really cool. But, right, there you go. But, um, but I, was get, I was taking it so seriously that I was, I was getting injuries. I broke this knuckle. I had the same rib broken twice. And right before Beauty and Essex opened in 2010, three weeks before we opened, I had my rib broken. Oh, and, oh, and I was also getting like cortisone shots and my rotator cuffs because I was in the gym all the time. Yeah. And my partner said, um, you know, Rich, I yeah. was like, dude, what you, like, what are you doing? We're opening a restaurant in three weeks. <laughs> Relax, like, guy. And now you broke Calm your down. Rib. So I was like, you know what? We opened in December of 2010 and I, I said, you know what? And I was going through a, a kind of, a, you know, I was going through a divorce, which is never fun. I said, you know what, I'm going to take 2011 off from the gym and just rest my body, focus on it, put all my energy into making this restaurant a success. Yeah. And one thing led to another, and I didn't get back into a gym until last year. One year off turned into eight years off. Sure. And so I went from 175 pounds to 250 pounds. Um, I'm like 215 now. I've lost a lot of weight in last year boxing. But one of the things that's just funny, and I think it was you that just asked, like, what's changed over the 10 years? It's just my weight has changed. And so it's always great and always really uh, humorous when Chopped will play, like, a back-to-back episode from, like, 2008. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I got to deal with Twitter for 24 hours. (laughs) Fuck, hey, Chris, what happened? I got to, like, post real-time photos of me now. I'm back on track, guys. That's fucking awesome. Not only can he outcook us, he can also kick all our asses. Well, I can can kick your ass for about... I got to... For about a minute. For I, about I, got, <laughs> first round. I got 50 year old uh, yeah. stamina. I don't have that 30 year old that stamina That's anymore. Fine. That's but awesome. A fine. good minute sometimes better than a bad 10 minutes. But so you know, I just know? bought a new house. Facts, hey. facts, hey. facts. Hey. facts. <laughs> My girl tells me all that. Facts, facts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Um, I just bought a new house, a new home in LA, and I built a boxing uh, studio in it. And so awesome. that's, that's been a big help, and that's a lot of fun. So oh, hey, boxing's great. always been something I it, like. It's my meditation. I can't yeah. meditate. I can't. My, my mind just won't quiet enough my wife <laughs> meditates all the time and she's like you should really try to be really good for you and i'm like meditating for me is just getting in that gym and boxing and working on my skills yep, and that's whatnot. a sanctuary for sure yeah. i like it you're gonna come start coming back to vegas more you got a wild vegas story from back in the day to tell us real quick oh, a cl- classic story no. <laughs> <laughs> podcast episode i definitely have wild vegas stories but maybe if i come back kind of can't be recorded um yeah. i d- we, so i came across this too you did a collab salad with DJ Mustard. I did. That's hot. I did. This is this, this is this is the fun. coolest collaboration I've ever seen. Yeah, last yeah. year, last year. He, so DJ Mustard was our, is 
Uh, I mean, I, I presume he still is. I don't even know. This pandemic st- yeah. stopped everything. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, but when the when when Marquee Nightclub was 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 doing its thing, um, Mustard was a yeah resident. Was a, was a resident and a really super cool guy. And he would come in and eat, and he loved the salad that I made him because he's he was on this health kick, and um, yeah. so we decided to kind of collaborate. And he told me what he you know I said what would your what would your dream salad be, and he. He started listing these ingredients off, and I said, "Well, we should do something fun with it." And so we did. We kind of did this video of me cooking him. That's fucking cool. I have some great photos on my phone of him like taking a bite and then like giving me like the most, the warmest, most genuine (laughs) hug because he was so happy. Yeah, what was going on in his mouth? So cool. um, So that was really fun. Um, I've had a lot of good experiences, you know. In um, I'm like a D-list celebrity, right? Meaning, and I'm I'm not being self-deprecating. It's just true. If you watch Food Network, you can get really, really excited. To, to see me. Yeah. Um, if you don't watch Food Network, you, I, I get a lot of side eyes. Like, I recognize that guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, who's this guy? <laughs> Seen yeah. him on Twitter. Yeah. But, you know, but it, be, just, it's weird because of it, there are these unexpected fans that of the show that become your friends. You know what That's I mean? Awesome. Like, I, you know, I grew up in the 70s, late 70s, early 80s. You know, I got turned on to hard rock and heavy metal by Kiss. And now yeah. Paul Stanley from Kiss is a huge top fan, and now him and I are friends. You know what I mean? That's, that's fucking so cool. Like, yeah, cool. yeah, that's yeah. fucking really cool. But I'll, t- I'll tell you a funny story. So, do you guys watch Food Network at all? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'm in Vegas, and um, it's probably two years ago. And every now and then, you'll get the fan that just like flips out and starts like starts crying. Yeah, it's happened to men and women. Um, actually, I did a thing at Tao Beach last year for Inks Magazine, and uh, and some dude. Start crying like, got on his knees, hands and knees when he met me. It was the weirdest thing. <laughs> but um, but 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 it was sweet, I guess. Thank you. Um, very sweet. But, very sweet. That's very cool. Yeah. yeah. But Love anyway, so you know, every now and then, I would say a couple times a year, and I've also had. I mean, we, I could talk all day. I've had stalkers. I've had to put somebody on a oh, no. list and wow. list with the um the FBI had to get involved. This guy that was stalking me and threatening my wife at the time, my mother, myself. Um, it's a long story, but uh. But anyway, I, every now and then I get these fans that just like lose it when they meet me, and it's 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 very sweet, um, and and I'm, and I'm always happy to. I mean, I'm, I'm in, I, to say I'm blessed, and I'm not like a super religious guy, but say I'm so fortunate to be on on Food Network and on that show would be an understatement because I love my work family there. I learned so much there. Um, you know, it's great for visibility. It's great for our brand. Yeah, yeah, for sure. um, yeah. You know, it pays some bills. It's really yep. good. You know, um, but so there, there are some super fans, and so. I'm coming. It's in Vegas, and I had gone out. I had the roulette tables, won some money, so of course went directly to Sapphire, and yes, um, <laughs> and then um, came back at like four or five o'clock in the morning, and was just going to my room, and um, uh, I stay at the Cosmo when I'm here, and uh, there these four or five young women were approaching me, and one of them had the moment like she's just like, <gasps> oh my god, you're yeah. the network guy, and tears <laughs> and all this stuff, and so I'm hugging her and. You know, when we're taking pictures and it's all cool, and then um, when it's finally over, I'm like, all right, have a have a great weekend. You know, if you want to come eat tomorrow night, blah 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 blah. Um, as we're starting to like part ways, um, I hear the girl who was actually taking the young woman who was actually taking the photos like. I don't get it. Who was that? And the woman who had been crying, and he goes, "That's the Ace of Cakes guy." Oh, oh shit! Oh, man. shit. oh whoa! Whoa! Definitely not, buddy. Amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really thought That's... I was dumb. Oh my god, dude! Crying the whole thing. Oh, Maybe it's because it was four or five in the morning. You know? Uh, yeah, it was just. Like, woo. Yeah. All right. You know, that's the old roller coaster emotion. They're like, oh, wow, that was a bit. What? Yeah. <laughs> got him up, but hey, man, stole one from you. Sorry yeah. about that. You know? <laughs> totally really got crazy. you. Did really you take the photo, by the way? I took the photo, yeah. <laughs> I didn't break it to her. I She's didn't say, ah, it's not me. I yeah, no, you're like, like, fuck it. I'm just going to let it roll with it. Yeah. The, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, for sure. 
I can bake a cake. I mean, it won't be as good, but I can bake a cake. You try. That's fucking hilarious. Oh my god. Okay. Well, I mean, that's been the only time, the only mistake, celebrity, celebrity sighting mistake, maybe. Um, weirdly, I get, I get both. It depends on what shape I'm in. My, you know, my shape kind of fluctuates. <laughs> um, I get Dana White sometimes, and I get Joe Rogan sometimes, which is interesting. Oh, wow. I both. can see both of those, especially yeah. if I'm a little fucked up. I can yeah. be like, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. From yeah. a distance, like, oh, it's yeah, Dana. Five in the morning, yeah. what's up, Dana? What's going yeah. on there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or Joe Rogan, for sure, with yeah. the tattoos. Yeah, that's about it. Though. Especially in Vegas. Yeah. In Vegas, yeah. for sure. You never know what you're going to see in Vegas. Mm-hmm. What are it's some... It's so weird, too. This is my... This, this, this hat. I always wear a hat. Um, the only time I don't wear a hat is in bed and on the set of Chopped. Other than that, I've got a million hats. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of known for this one I wear all the time that, that I'm not wearing today. It's kind of a trademark, but I always wear hats and it's like, it's like a, it's literally like, people will be like, and, and they're like, are you? And then I go, and then, no, it is! <laughs> it's like the most incredible Take thing. it off! Yeah. One second! Like, yeah. Yeah. What are some, uh, some must-get dishes for people who have never been to Beauty in Essex oh, that sure. they have to get? Oh, I got a fave there for uh, sure. Yeah, I do here too. Here in Vegas specifically? Yeah. 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 yeah, so um, so we have, the, the sort of the most iconic dish is, um, it has kind of comes with a good story too that also involves drinking, um, is the, the grilled cheese and tomato soup. That's dumplings. The dumplings. Yeah. Yeah. So That's my yeah. favorite. So when I opened Stanton Social, um, Stanton Social, we decided that we wanted a menu that was no entrees whatsoever. We wanted everything to be shareable, and we wanted to hit all the classics, right? We wanted a burger, we wanted a pizza, we wanted a taco, we wanted a this, we wanted a that. Mm-hmm. We wanted a soup. I was like, how are you going to make soup shareable? You know what I mean? Like, yep. And so we decided to, to maybe do soup dumplings, and we, I came up with this French onion soup dumpling that people went bananas over. It ended up on Food Network's Greatest Things I Ever Ate, and blah, blah, blah. Very iconic dish. So when we get to Open Beauty in Essex, of course, it was like, well, you got to do another soup dumpling. So we tried all these different ones, and some were good, some were some were terrible. Clam uh, clam chowder dumplings were not, <laughs> not good. Um, uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a pass, bro. That's a pass. Yeah, yeah. Okay, brainstorming. Yeah, yeah. Let's keep it yeah. going, guys. Um, but you know, my favorite thing to kind of nosh on if I have a little bit of a high hangover is, especially in the winter, was always to get there's a di- there's a my, my favorite diner in New York just does this great grilled cheese sandwich with tomato soup. Yeah. yeah. So we all we had all gone out um, you know, the night before. My chefs, you know, we 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 typically, I mean, again, we're talking about 2010. Things have changed. Yeah. But at that time, we typically we were, we were definitely a, a work hard, play hard kind of bunch. Yeah. So we would work all day and then we we'd go to the bars and shoot yeah, we all night. That, you know what I mean? I mean, we still do. It's just like like an older fighter, we have to pick our spots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but uh, uh, but so we had we had all gone out and we were this is we were still in the experimentation phase. The restaurant wasn't open yet, and um, we all came in the next day and we were trying making all these stupid dumplings and nothing was working out. We were like, we're all hungover and like, you know what? Let's just take a break and just order. Let's order from the diner. So we ordered a bunch of grilled cheese sandwiches and tomato soup. Yeah. And we're all sitting there eating it, and all of a sudden I went. I got it! That's <laughs> it! Make this into a dumpling! <laughs> and we all jumped up and ran in the kitchen and it took a couple weeks to get it right, but um but that was like the that was the thing. That's the, like, that's my must have. Yeah. They are, yeah. for sure. It's They're everyone's so must good. have. Yeah. yeah it's so and everyone's gotta take a photo, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um we've got this uh, little French dip. Uh it's kind of like a open face kind of it's like a it's like a Christine, I I guess in in foundation, but it's it's modeled after like the famous California Los Angeles French dip sandwich with like au jus pour table sides. It's really really delicious. It's got a horseradish aioli. It's a really simple dish, but really packs a lot of a lot of punch. Um, you know, we've got we've got we're known for our steaks. I mean, there's a steakhouse in the building, and we're good friends with them, and they do a great job, and I love eating there. But I think our steaks are really great too. Um, we've got a, we've got a, a, a dry aged tomahawk that I put up against anybody's um, with some special uh, secret seasonings and. There, there we go. Cooking, there we cooking, go. Yeah. Uh, All right. Techniques that like really that. take it over the top. So steaks are, are are definitely a hit. 
And actually, these chicken meatballs that are very simple. Really um, good. Yeah, those are too. Uh, really good. They're, they, they've become really like a trademark of the restaurant. They're in all three cities, and they, we sell them like hotcakes. I mean, it's just crazy. Um, they're really light and airy and uh, with this like truffle mushroom broth, um, and people love them. So, And yeah. our desserts, we have this Wonder Wheel that's kind of a showstopper. It looks like a Ferris wheel. See it on it's Instagram. Yeah, 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 I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. So that's a, that's a must-have um, as well. So. That's a great photo moment. So we were talking about earlier, too, uh, in New York for Vandal. What's the, what's the what's the future for Vandal coming right now too? Well, you know, I I think it's probably fair to say that Vandal's going to live to fight another day, but in a different location. Cool. Um, the location that we have is is a little rough around the edges, um, and it's in an area of town that was kind of struggling. Not just us, but just the whole area um, uh, was struggling pre-pandemic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I think I would say we're we're weighing our options. Um, we definitely want to. Um, it's a great brand and. Um, you know, uh, but the design, if you've ever seen it, is really over the top and amazing. And, um, you know, our food really um, evolved. We kind of started doing street food, but we kind of got away from that. Um, and the, the last year that we were open, I felt like it was some of the best food that, you know, I, we've ever created. Um, but the, the, the area of town is just very difficult. Um, just it's hard to describe because um, I know that if we were located um you know, in meatpacking district, or if we were located in other areas of the city, like there'd be no issues. Right. But just it's just in a kind of a sketchy, it's kind of in a sketchy neighborhood. So, so we I think we um, are sort of on the, I think we're leaning towards just moving it. So we may not have a vandal for a little while, but we'll have a vandal again. Yeah. You got to take awesome. the what is it, a pink bunny uh, in the yeah, front? The, uh, purple bunny. Purple, yeah. purple bunny. bunny. Henry. Purple bunny. Yeah, you got to take the purple bunny. That yeah. went so crazy. Like oh, everywhere on, on Instagram, media, you see that right? purple bunny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, unbelievable. Yeah. Really crazy. Have you credited a lot of like just the? I mean, the food is obviously separate, but like the popularity of of the restaurants you guys. Well, obviously, the partnership with Tao Group. Yep. And their the night lifestyle fashion of their whole business. Yeah. I mean, the cool factor of Beauty and Essex and Vandal has just been honestly unmatched. Like in, especially in multiple cities, right? It's really difficult to make sometimes restaurants really cool in one place and not really so much the other two, Mm -hmm. but beauty in New York and Vegas and LA. CNB scene. Yeah, it's just. Well, one of the things that's that's happened that I've noticed since I joined the group, I think, and, you know, this is going to sound like one of those things that I'm saying just to, to, to say it, but, it's, but, I, but I really truly mean it, is that the bigger we get and the larger we get and the more venues that we open, the more we continue internally to double down and triple town on um, hospitality as our, as our, as our leading light, even, even above you know, food focus or whatever. It's about hospitality and giving guests a really special experience and making guests feel really welcome because we exist in markets that you have a million choices, right? Yeah. I mean, look at Las Vegas. Look at just the Cosmopolitan, for instance. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, on the floor that BJS is on. Just third floor You got is SDK, you got Haleo, you got, you know, all Endless. these restaurants. And Scarpetta. You know, and so anyone that chooses us, you know, that's a that's a gift. And so if you're choosing us, we want to make sure that we're giving you, you know, we're giving you every every penny's worth, you know what I mean? And so we kind of get, we, we kind of haven't lost the vibe of this is so cool, we get to throw a party every night, which I think kind of used to be our... At least, at least independently with Beauty and Essex and Stand Social, it was like, you know, oh, we get to throw a party every night. And, oh, yeah, yeah the food is good. The food's good. And, <laughs> yeah. and you know, and you get Food's good service. Chill too, yeah. But it's a party. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and I think we've turned that more into, you know, every we're, we're just as a company, our ethos is really going more towards being just incredibly hospitable, hospitable and, and, and um, having the party be kind of the... Oh, and there's also a party and then going it on. Ends right, right. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah. you know, our, our perspective has flipped a little bit. And I think that that's... I think that's Noticeable, and I think that that's going to be a huge key to long-term success. Absolutely, that's great. Because you know, as companies grow, it's and, and uh, it's any company in any industry, I would imagine. You know, chain 
big box grocery stores. I don't know. Like the, the more you, the bigger you get, it's it's harder to keep your eye on the ball and it's easy to lose focus. And sure. I, we we are really like we remind ourselves. We like I said, we have a partner call every day. We remind ourselves every day that it's about hospitality. It's about the guest, and yeah. you know, without them, we're nothing. That's seriously. That's that's what it is. Well, we want everyone to be able to experience your cooking, your experience, the Tau Group experience too. So we are doing a giveaway, guys. Yeah. So check out our Instagram at the Residency Pod. We are giving away a massive gift card to Beauty Nessex, yes. which is unbelievable. We're giving away a gift card to Marquee Day Club, so you guys can go experience a little party. Might have some other surprise in there too, and we got some signed cookbooks. Yep. Share. Uh, by you. Yep, I have. Um, I also have a hot sauce and a barbecue sauce. I'll throw those in as well. See, we're stacking it up, guys. Fuck yes. Yeah, keep uh, it going. Ooh, and what barbe- is that called? What's a hot uh, sauce? So I have a sauce of verde um, called the Green Manalishi, um, which was uh, a Fleetwood Mac and then later a Judas Priest song. Um, and then I have uh, a award-winning, um, multi-award-winning barbecue sauce, believe it or not, um, from a guy from the Northeast. I don't know how I landed landing awards for barbecue sauce, but I am. Um, it's called the Rattler. Um, it's, it, the Rattler. It's called the Rattler. It's got a really cool design with a rattlesnake, but it's called the Rattler because the primary pepper in it is a cascabel pepper and a cascabel if you shake it it rattles it's like a rattlesnake. Rattlesnake. that's um, so cool and so um that that's uh, it's an amazing sauce actually i'll have to send you guys some bottles of it um and that's through a company i partnered with called high river sauces mm-hmm. high river sauces um so if you anyone out there wants to check it out just go to highriversauces.com and you can you can buy my my sauces or the, the high river makes amazing hot sauces all as well. Yeah. nice <laughs> so you're so the winner's gonna get we might have some other surprise things yeah no too, shit but you're getting down and with all sorts of stuff by the way thank you for adding those yeah. too thank you for getting one we want everyone to experience what you've been talking about this whole yeah, time too absolutely. shout out to our friends at Tau group richard candido for helping putting this together today yeah. too mike snediger yeah. um and, and also i'll even go so far as to say um you know i'm easily found on instagram at santos cooks is my handle, and if uh, whoever wins our giveaway, um, I can't make any promises. I'm all over the place, but if I happen to be in Vegas the weekend that they choose, like I'll get personally involved. Like, Come I'll, say hi. I'll hang out with them. I'll have a I drink love with that. them at Marquee Day Club. Come like, we'll on, there love you go. That. See, yeah. now the experience is getting. We wild. might just yeah. absolutely have to yeah. rig this one. We're going to come drink and hang out with you. We'll just put hats on. You won't recognize us the whole time. Uh, so we do do this really cool recommendation segment at the end too. It's called Eat It, Drink It, Binge It, where we give people recommendations on what or where to eat, what or where to drink, and then Binge It is kind of like it could be a TV show, a podcast, YouTube channel, anything you want to. People that you th- something that you think is really cool to, for uh, people to binge. Uh, we'll start, so you have a little chance to do. But I think for your Eat It, we definitely want to hear some Vegas recommendations, obviously outside of Beauty and Essex that you think yeah, are, are amazing. Some of your favorites. Yeah, sure. Um, I'll start. I'll start with my Eat It too. Um, so. Like two years ago, we went to a party and someone had truffle honey mm. in there and we tried it and my wife and I have been completely addicted to it and she just bought, it was like these small ones too, she just bought this pot of truffle honey <laughs> and anything with truffle is amazing. Yo, it is crazy, but she eats it now like by the spoonful. You're a it's big unbelievable. Truffle guy. Big truffle guy. What do you put it on? Truffle, everything. Dude. Crackers. Thin, get, yeah. some, get some pizza dough, make it or buy it, roll it out really thin, put it on your... You got a grill, like a barbecue. Yeah. Put it on your grill, thin, thin crust, fresh apples, goat cheese, truffle honey. Oh! Wow, there it is. There it is. Hey, babe, I'm coming home with babe, a heat on right now, too. <laughs> Don't you worry. I'm going to try to figure it out, but I got the grill part and the truffle honey part. I'll figure out the middle stuff. <laughs> he said, hey, said pizza dough, make it or buy it. He's yeah. Like, for sure buying it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm making no a fucking that. pizza dough, dude. So, Guys, I'm talking my secrets yet, too. Yes. This is homemade. Uh, all right, what do you got? What are you, what are you so, eating, love? I just got back from Miami. Okay. Um, and I didn't get any Cuban food like I usually do. So in the airport, I stopped at Cafe Versailles. 
and got like a Cuban sandwich, got the ham and cheese croquetas, and like that's my yeah, thing. I, yeah. You have to have those in Miami. So I literally had to do the airport side because I was on the way out. But you do a little Cuban dances while you're in Miami too. You know, what I was doing a lot of everything in Miami. It was, it was fun. Your man. Instagram story was wild. It was kind of was wild. Yeah, it was kind of sure. I was living my best post quarantine codish life. Yeah, you shut, shut that bitch down. Shut I it shut down. Miami down. Shut it down. <laughs> All right, Drew, what are you eating? Uh, yeah, so yesterday was my lady and I's six-year anniversary. Congratulations. So, Happy anniversary. Thank Some you. beautiful posts on social media. They were great, right? That that too. You guys are super sentimental. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, we also recently just had a baby two months oh, ago. Wow, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, during the pandemic. <laughs> he's this been, is all about me right he's now. He's been busy. Uh, so it was our anniversary. We couldn't go anywhere, obviously. We had the kid. It's obviously still kind of quarantine-ish. But had some takeout from Echo and Rig. I okay. told you guys a little yeah. earlier. Yeah. Great local steakhouse. Have you been? Mm -mm. Uh, so Echo and Rig got some ribeyes to go, a whole bunch of sides, some dessert to go. Got home. The steaks cut in raw. Oh, no. <laughs> Absolutely fucking raw. Oh, not man. medium rare. Not even medium. Not even like a Pittsburgh, like just right. a quick sear. Blue. Raw on okay. the inside. So I had to go up to my rooftop. Yeah. Turn the barbecue on. I had to finish cooking the fucking steaks. So you made Echo and Rig. I had Echo and Rig take home to go where I had to finish cooking. Restaurant prices. And still paid full price. <laughs> yeah. So can, so, so can someone order from the steakhouse and send it to you and then order it again too and pay double the price? Can be arranged. Okay. Can be arranged. All right, listeners, you got this. Um, doesn't sound like much of a recommendation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's just, it's just what I ate. Yeah, yeah. That was my eat it. Uh, uh, made right, so at home Echo what, and Rig. What are, your, what are your like go-to Vegas spots, obviously, besides the, the uh, beauty and the taco spots? Well, it's been a minute um, since I've eaten here because of this whole thing, but Latai downtown. Oh, yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah, Great spot. That's yeah. like my favorite spot in the city. Um, and But for the last, um, in 2020, pre-COVID, every single weekend that I came out here, often both nights, Friday and Saturday, I f have been finding myself going to Best Friend specifically for their fried bologna sandwich, hey. which is I've never had it. Fire! That's like the one um, thing I haven't had. <laughs> it sounds so dumb, right? Fried bologna sandwich, but I'm telling you, it's like crazy. And I've been bringing like my sous chefs with me, like one at a time, like you, <laughs> taking them, treating them. Yeah. The sandwich, and they're like, Chef, what is wrong with you? It's a fucking bologna sandwich. <laughs> and then they get it, and they're like. Oh, Fried bologna sandwich, huh? It's really great. Dude, now I'm gonna have to try. Best that. friends, cool. You know, best friends. Vegas is kind of like used and abused a, a lot of concepts, right? Yeah. Because there's so many casinos, right? You have your yeah. normal steakhouse, Italian, this, that, yeah. whatever. And Korean barbecue was never really a yeah. staple that they did too. So best friend found like a cool niche. Hopefully, it, it comes out after the the, yeah. the COVID yeah. right too. But but yeah, it's like it's, it's a great it's feeling there. It's epic spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. Yeah, awesome. yeah play super hood fucking yeah. rap. Yeah, yeah. They, they, fuck. Yeah, everyone's yeah. and um yeah. and you know I used to have to go to Nashville to get Hattie Hattie B's hot chicken and now oh, it's yeah. right there. Cosmo and yep. they do a good job. It's, you, you, I mean, it's not the same as you know. You go to Nashville, you got to wait in line for an hour. You're in Nashville. It's 11 a.m. and you're drinking. It's totally different. <laughs> yeah. But here, you know, at the end of the shift, I'll go down sometimes and get a hot chicken sandwich. And it, awesome. they have done a good job of replicating. Like it's exactly the same as as That's it. Right. Okay, I haven't eaten there either. No, I gotta try the yeah, 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 I've yeah. had He's both in yeah. Cosmo and Nashville. So. Oh wow! Yeah. I think that I think they're. If you close your eyes, you wouldn't know. Yeah, it's awesome. I gotta doubt that. In. I like that too. Fried bologna sandwich. Okay. Yeah, I want to try that too. It's fucking. Okay, uh, my drink it, um, dude. The other day, I'm not a huge white wine guy. Really, I love white not, wine. Not a huge white wine guy. Kind of gives me heartburn. Never been a big fan. Yeah. I love red wine, um, but I love sake. So the, okay. I've been drinking sake, kind of like white wine home. This brand Soto, not that expensive. Really good Soto sake is unbelievable. That's like my new go-to. Have it in the chiller in the fridge. Drink it. I get like a super. Whenever I drink sake, I get like a happy. Happy drunk, like I'm just happy. Yeah, yeah, shit, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You know, like if ever I'm like going out beforehand too, if I can like take shots of sake and go to a sushi restaurant too, I'm 
pumped. I am ready. Like, I'm good. So, Sotosaki, go get it. S-O-T-O, Sotosaki. That's my recommendation. All right. Hot. All right. Hey, it, nice. I know, I know. I'm going to try it. I always try Jeff's. Yeah. See how much shit he's full, you yeah, know? Yeah, for sure. I am on it. Truffle honey and sake is yeah. what I'm coming <laughs> home to. <laughs> All right, what are you drinking? Uh, so, I'm usually a, a flat water guy when I go to the restaurants and stuff, but this pack of Topo Chico mineral water showed up to my office. And Topo I, Chico. Yeah, yeah, bro. That's a TJ Lavin special, yeah, right? TJ yeah. Lavin, yeah. I, I totally forgot about it. So, yeah. I saw it. I, looked, I was like, oh, it looks good. Put it in the freezer, drank it. Super, super yeah. ice cold. Money. Fire, it's bro. Fire. Topo Chico. The minerality. Like incredible. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. And it's Bum. like super bubbly. It was really good. Yeah. I was actually shocked. Everyone's, why everyone's obsessed with this? Okay, I gotta try it. It's, it's good. Topo it's Chico. Good. Uh, do you like sparkling water, though? Uh, yeah. Like I with mean, dinner? I don't. See, you don't? I don't. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. I feel like it doesn't quench my thirst. Like, I'll drink yeah. it. But if I'm like, oh my God, I'm thirsty and I drink it, I feel like I'm twice as thirsty. Yeah, no, it's but, definitely yeah. not. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. It's like, definitely not something you do, cup, you know, some boxing like salt water and go me. slam some yeah. fucking Topo Chico. Yeah, it's like salt water. You know, you have like no, salt bro. water and you're thirsty. Yeah. You're like, shit, I'm, I'm fucking thirsty right yeah. now, you know? Uh, all right, what are you drinking? Uh, so we're all big, also huge partiers here. And we're big seltzer guys. Yeah. Are you a seltzer guy? The hard seltzer. The hard hard seltzer. Wait, I didn't think so. I didn't think I was either until I started. Yeah, so it. honestly, I'm not a big vodka guy. I much prefer bourbon and tequila over vodka. Uh-huh. But these high noon seltzers, yeah, yeah they're good, phenomenal. Yeah, it's they're real good. natural juice and a little bit of vodka and some, you know, it's carbonation. Yeah, amazing. Crack that. And can. they took took off because of barstool sports and yeah. anything fucking Dave Portnoy touches just turns, explodes. Turns crazy. Yeah. Uh, high noon seltzer. Mm-hmm. The watermelon, phenomenal. All right, I'm gonna okay. have to try it. Okay, I haven't try tried the watermelon flavor. It's good. I'll try that. All right, what are you drinking? Well, you know. Disclaimer, I work for Jägermeister and I, I spread the gospel of Jägermeister. I've been working for them since 2013. I cook with the ingredients and this is a whole long story. That could be another episode. But this is not because I work for them. They just released uh, a cold brew. That is unbelievable. I had it. I tried it. Yeah. Forget anything you've ever, 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 ever thought about Jägermeister. Whether you like it or don't like it, whether you love it or hate it, don't just forget about it. It's it's it's. But it is Jägermeister. It's a Jägermeister base with a really great coffee um, and like hints of uh, cacao. And um, it is, I mean, it is so delicious. I can't even tell you. It's, keep it in the freezer, pour it over ice. I do a little like oat milk float on top. Yeah. And, um, oh, that sounds good. It is, it's outrageously delicious. It just hit the market. You, you can find it anywhere, anywhere. You can find it in Las Vegas now, but literally only like within like the last month or yeah. so. Yeah, um, it's uh, it's tremendous. It's so good. I like Jaeger. Some people hate it. Yeah, yeah. I love Jaeger. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, I love Jaeger. I think it's a lot more complex. People see it as like that shot, you know, chug shot brand, which it which it is. But <laughs> but there's more complexity yeah. to it than people give credit for. It makes you know, uh, Willie Shine is the Jaegermeister brand uh, um, mixologist, and he makes some incredible incredible cocktails with, with straight up Jaegermeister. Then they have another product called Manifest, which is a, sort of their super premium limited batch, blah, 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 that makes great cocktails. But this cold brew is, for me, a game changer. Like It is wow. just tremendous. It's, it's good. I'm going to have to get that yeah. one too. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when it's like, like, like Jaeger, when it's super cold. Yeah. yeah. It's really yeah. good. Yeah. Um, I like it. Well, binge it, my binge it, besides chop with my guy over here. Um, I want to do a food one too. I love watching, you watch the hot ones on First We Feast? Yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're watching people. Watching people. Look, I'm. I am not an amazing hot sauce eater, right? Like, if it's really, really spicy, like you, I'm sitting there. I'm miserable. I'm sweating. Like my face is good too. Like I'm not going to the Thai place ordering a nine or anything like that too. You know? No, I I like will physically eat a ghost pepper. Oh, I know. I MC a ghost pepper eating contest every year in New York at the at the Hot Sauce Expo. Oh, 
Uh, that's insane. That sounds yeah. terrible. To well, I don't. Know, I don't know why. It's so funny to me to watch this show and watch people eat hot sauce and be miserable. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's complete gold. Like if you th- if you look at it, retrospect, like wow, what a genius idea. Interview celebrities and make them eat hot sauce during the interview and see what they can get out of their mouth. That's the whole point. It's yeah, yeah, it's fucking crazy. I so I like binged a ton of their episodes and just was laughing my ass off too. So if you haven't seen it, it's called Hot Ones. Uh, it's like on Complex's YouTube. First yeah. We Feast. Yeah, super good. Nice, nice. And they have a reality show now too. I mean, on, uh, on TV, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, like a game show. Yep. So yeah. they bring in like people and they make them eat. They do like hot sauce competitions. That's incredible. And so they really blew up. Nice. What do you What do you got? So I'm usually very like I watch something motivating or inspiring. This time, not at all. Okay. I've been the trash. Yeah, I've been watching a stupid thing called Floors Lava on Netflix. Have you oh seen this God. stupid no. thing? The fuck is that? I just like I used to watch like Wipeout when people would like do these dumb things, we yeah. jump yeah, on yeah. balls and fall all over the fucking. It place. was like the number one show on Netflix, whatever, like overnight, right? Yeah. So it's Floors yeah. Lava. It's basically it's like a big pool of water, and like you have to try to traverse all these things, but people just eat shit. It's like the funniest thing. Yeah, so. just jump over. Simple yeah. laughs. Simple laughs. Simple laughs. Look, so guys, that, that's been, what I've been it's watching. It's been a tough few months. Sometimes we got to dial it down. I need a smile. Yeah. Yeah. What are you binging? I'm the king of the trash. You oh, guys man. know that. Uh, no, no, no. But I took up, I think it was your recommendation, the Jeffrey Epstein yeah, Island. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That shit was fucking crazy. Crazy. Yeah, that it went on for so long, untouchable. I never yeah. watched it. Watch it. Have you watched it? No. It's super sketchy. I like that looking. stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Fucking insane. mind-blowing. Yeah, yeah. Jeffrey Epstein, filthy rich. Everyone, yeah, everyone yeah. who watched Miami, it said it, it was yeah. just, Thomas. they can't believe how it took so long for him oh, to get. Oh, yeah, like, dude. Untouchable. <laughs> yeah, Did like, you see Abducted in Plain Sight? No, I no. Watch it on Netflix. On Netflix, abducted this, in plain sight. This woman who gets oh kidnapped twice. from London, right, no, or overseas no, here, here, here. Okay, you got it. It's crazy, but anyway, she it twice. Okay, yeah, it's crazy. Double recommendation. Abducted in plain right. sight. Probably the Boom. craziest thing I've ever seen. Um, what do you binge right now that someone should watch? Um, well, or listen, I, to or, or read, or, 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 or no, whatever. I just, I just we just binged um, Dead to Me on Netflix. Okay, okay. that's a good job um, yeah. with um, Christina Applegate, Applegate. and the yep. Carlini. Um, which is amazing. Like everything's a nail biter and it's suspenseful. Um, and then we are right now, uh, r- right now, binge watching every night. We saw three of episodes late, late last night. Um, we are into really, we're really into procedurals like Lauren, Lauren Order and Chicago PD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah there's yeah. one on Amazon called Bosch. Bosch. Um, that is kind of I never had really heard of it, and um, but I love it. It's like they're about well, as soon as this pandemic is over, they're gonna film their seventh and final season. So it's had legs. Um, it started out in like 2014. It was totally off my radar. Um, we started watching it. We're, I think we're just about at the end of season three now. Um, it's a super gritty. It's set in LA. It's super gritty, like hardcore, like police drama, like like a Law and Order Chicago Deep. But because it's on Amazon Prime, they can curse, which makes it so much more. Oh, realistic. there we go. I need yeah. some fuckery. It so you know what I mean? Much yeah. more yeah. realistic. Yeah. 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 yeah, You know what I mean? I need like, the f bombs. People get the NBC murdered and like you know. Gosh yeah. dang it, police officer! I'm yeah. upset. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but the acting is great, um, and one thing that they have that they are not—I af- don't want to like spoiler alert, but I will spoiler alert a little bit. Um, they are not afraid to kill off somebody really important that, that way that. early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely unexpected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the best. Like yeah, we've had three, three in three seasons. We've had three jump off the couch like. <laughs> What the yeah. main oh, guy, dude? Yeah, right? yeah. Like, it's really crazy. You need you need those though too. You need to get your mind blown. That's yeah, like, little, like little Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. Like Game yeah. of Thrones season yeah. one. Yeah. The main dude dies. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is yeah. this? What the fuck is this show? Yeah. Dude? You're just so, gonna kill your own show? I okay. highly recommend it. Bosh, Bosh. I got it. Bosh. Amazon. 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 Yeah. All right, Amazon guys. Thank you very much for checking back in with us again. The reviews, subscribing, everything at the residency pod for the giveaway. Check us out too. 
Chris, man, Santos, you're incredible too. Appreciate At Santos you, Cooks yeah. for his Instagram. Check it out. Beauty in Essex. Go eat there immediately. Share the cookbook. Go buy it. And eat. congratulations pre to our pre-winner, pre-congratulations to our winner who's about to win this crazy giveaway. Check us out at the residency pod. Take us to dinner.